I would put myself in these situations that were, you know, unrealistic, but they would work out. Like, I'd call the manufacturer of these giant steel, these giant steel manufacturers. They don't talk to 23-year-old girls that want to start a dealership. (laughs) But I was confident, and I called them up. I'm like, hey, I want to start a dealership. I'm the manufacturer. And the conversations were different than that. But they said yes. And a lot of people wouldn't even make that call. They, right. they, they would have so many what ifs in the middle of it. Like, oh, I'm too young. I They're going to know I was just an employee for a year and they'll, they're not going to respect me and they're not going to make me a dealership and they're not going to do this. And I just did it. Like, I didn't care. I was just so optimistic. I was like, they're going to say yes and this is going to work out. And I'm going to sell a building before I launch, which happens. And I'm going to, you know, That's I'm going to sell five buildings before I sell bigger buildings. And that happened. I'm going to do this. And I'm, I was, I just believed it would happen. I was just, I psycho. <laughs> so <laughs> if I told people these things out loud, they would just laugh in my face. Welcome back to the Strategic Serving Podcast. I'm your host, Valeska Bloom. Today, I have quite a treat for you. I'm very excited about. I am interviewing a lovely young girl who reached out to me on Instagram saying that she started stripping on her 18th birthday and she's now 23 and as soon as she told me that she had her own steel distribution company, I was like, we need to set up an interview. So I'm super happy that she was completely on board for that and she is so helpful in this interview. She's so open. She's so transparent. I had a wonderful time on this call with her. So I hope that y'all enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Hello. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm glad that you could make it on. Yes. Very excited. I'm fangirling a little bit. I've been binging you for the past three weeks. Well, I'm extremely happy to hear that. Is that when you found the podcast? Yeah, yeah. So I took some time off um, from the industry. I took about eight months off. So getting back into it, it's like, oh, I got to get in the mood. I got to do some research. I kind of forgot how to do it. And then I found you and some other resources and I just got addicted before my shifts. I was listening and it was a great mindset to get into before work. So super helpful. Yeah, the mindset aspect of it is, I personally, I think it's key. I think it's got to be probably the most important aspect of it because it kind of starts there, you know? Yeah, it's absolutely everything. There could be absolutely nobody um, in the club. And if you have the right mindset and you know you're going to make money no matter what and you feel good, you're going to leave with, you know, your quota. But if you go in there in a bad mood, you don't want to talk to anybody, you're just going to make nothing. And that's how it goes every single time. I've noticed the same thing. It's so bizarre. It's like, it almost seems surreal sometimes when you've been there all day. And, you know, if there if there hasn't been money, but you've gone in with a goal, and then it's like, sometimes right at the very end, it's like, the last person gives you to the dollar exactly what you needed. Yeah, yeah. And that and the resilience is everything. Because a lot of girls and you know, I've been doing this for five years. I'm only 23 now, but on my 18th birthday was my first day. Oh, you went <laughs> on your 18th birthday. That's awesome. Yeah, 18th birthday, I signed up and I started um, something I was thinking about for a long time, just because where I came from and it gives you so much opportunity, right that you don't get if you don't have a family with money or things like that. So 18th birthday, I was there and I always went in with a great mindset because, you know, you're 18 years old, the world's your oyster, you're so happy, nobody crushed your spirit. So I was the highest earner 
at that club when I was 18 to, to 19 and a half, because I was just so happy and excited for every shift. I never saw money like that. And everyone gravitated towards me. But as I got tired of it, and my mindset changed, my money changed. So mm-hmm. mindset is definitely absolutely everything. That gives me chills to think about. Did you by any chance when you in that time frame from 18 to 19 and a half, were you setting a schedule for yourself or did you have one or were you overworking or was it kind of random or what? Yeah. So from my perspective now, I would say I was overworking, but it never felt like overworking because I genuinely loved to be there. Um, I When I wasn't there, I wanted to go and I couldn't wait for Thursday or Wednesday or uh, the days I picked just to be there and talk to people and make money. So I mean, I worked from about Wednesday to Sunday, but now I wouldn't do that just because my body would get tired and I would get frustrated with certain customers and I would follow over the next day. But back then I didn't consider it overworking, but it probably was for sure. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that sounds like a lot. That sounds like a lot even to me, like for when I first started out. So um, my sister and I lived in Florida, though, and we really enjoyed having fun. So we did a lot yeah. of that, and I worked pretty much when I had to. So a huge part of the reason why I wanted to interview you is because I clearly believe that you're doing this right. So I want to go through a little bit of your background first just to kind of give girls a better idea of who you are and how it's benefited you and what you've done with it and there's a lot of women that they have all kinds of different backgrounds and I think a lot of girls want to get in but are afraid because of their background not realizing that there's a lot of other girls in their situation as well so what was your family life like back then I mean you turned 18 and went in the day that you went in what was what did that look like did you have religious family at all um yeah um so I would say we were, we were religious, um, but for the most part, you know, my grandmother raised me, so I wasn't involved with my parents a lot, and we we were just struggling. I was I grew up with a lot of love, but just money was always a problem. Paying for food was a problem. I remember in high school, I was working at Burger King and Chipotle just to help my grandmother, and it was I was so tired of needing money. I was, yeah. it was it's just exhausting. And people who say money doesn't rule the world or money doesn't make you happy, it, you know, it doesn't. You don't let it be your world. But at the end of the day, you can't help your family, you can't solve world hunger, and you can't fix your problems without money. Exactly. I so, so that. Yes, I was just so freaking over it, so over it. And um, I was just looking into a lot of different options, right? Uh, I wanted to go to school, which I did. I went to college and nothing's wrong with college. I I personally just don't think it's the most useful thing. I finished and I went, but I wanted to go to school, but I couldn't really afford everything. And my, my grandmother couldn't afford everything. So I had a friend that was doing it and she was making so much money. And I was just like, fuck it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on my 18th birthday. And I went in and I got the job and I never looked back. And honestly, one of the best decisions I ever made. Yeah, seriously, me too. So you had a friend that was in. How long was she in for before um, before you started? 
So I met her at Burger King. So she was the manager there. Um, and That's I don't know. Fascinating. Yeah. And I don't know why she was still working there. She left, obviously. She's making way too much money yeah. um, dancing to continue being the manager there. But she was kind of like a, a mom to me. And I saw she had a great car and she was taking care of her son and she was making all this money. And she never really would complain about how little we were making on our shifts. And I was just like, what, what are you doing? What's your secret? And she was like, honestly, you know, I dance every weekend. I dance and I make, sometimes I make a thousand a night or a little less, but I always do pretty well. And, you know, it's, it's really, really helpful because what, what we were making, think? I was a little shocked because I was a good girl. Um, like I was a virgin my whole first year of, of dancing. Me too. <laughs> yeah. And which people think is so weird. They're like, you danced and you never had sex. Yep, I did. <laughs> like, well, you're I was the a, first person I think I've actually talked to that's that's been in the same boat as me. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. People think we're like these over-sexualized girls that yeah. went in because we were so sex hungry. And, but yeah. no, I I was this little goody two shoes and I went to Catholic school on a scholarship and I was just like, I don't think she even wanted to tell me. When she finally confessed it, I was like, that's great she's like really you think that's great I'm like I think that's freaking great I can't wait for my birthday I'm gonna roll up on my birthday she's like no way I'm like yeah <laughs> I bet she wasn't expecting that response that's hilarious yeah what a what a what a wonderful thing you know I find it fascinating that she had like she you know she was really surprised that you were super excited about it and I'll tell you what I have always notice that to be the case when I tell people what I do for work have you are you are you secretive about your job or um I wouldn't say secretive I don't hide it uh I think it shocks people and yeah I I know in one of your episodes you said you know people try to put me in this hippie chick um section and if I try to change into something else or morph into something sexier they'll say oh that's not you and that's kind of the response I get but it's like I am who I am and I can morph into completely different people and it feels good to be this badass businesswoman sometimes and it feels good to just kind of be submissive and sexy other times and kind of let that power go so right yeah I mean, I'll tell people, but it definitely does shock them a bit. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Especially yeah. finding out um, about what you have as a business now. So when you first got started, how did you feel? Was it like, I mean, did you go in a little bit afraid? Did you go in excited? Yeah, like that's something I also want to warn newbies about is you're going to go in and it's sink or swim, right? And some girls go in like I went in and I was just ecstatic and I loved my job and I had so much fun and I loved the friends and I loved the customers. Like I, I loved the customers. I loved even the assholes. I loved every single one. I loved the experience. It was so, it, I wish I could go into that, that fantasy land I was living in when I was younger doing this job. Cause I was just making bank because I was genuinely so happy. So my first week, I was ecstatic. My first year, really, I was ecstatic um, until my self-care kind of dropped down a bit. And my uh, I kind of let my boundaries go and I let managers make me upset and clients make me upset. And that's when it became not so fun anymore. And I stopped making money the way I used to. That is really interesting. I wonder if 
I mean, you said it already before that that really was the reason why you were just so excited was because you had never seen money like that before. You never had money like that before. So maybe it was easy to just brush it off because you didn't care because you went home with so much money at the end of the night anyway. Yeah, exactly. You know, when that's something you've never known. Right. Anything can really happen and anyone can be an asshole. But I, I made a thousand dollars tonight, so I don't care. I'm happy. Right. You know, I don't right. even remember what happened because I have this money. Um, so everything kind of rolled off. But as you uh, get more spoiled and accommodated to that shiny cover kind of comes off a bit mm-hmm. and you start to realize um, if you don't take care of yourself and set your boundaries, it wears on you. Right. So that's definitely yeah. something to think about for sure. Yeah. Regret is something that is not a great thing to have to deal with, um, you know, after you go home. And sometimes, I mean, money can can unfortunately push moral boundaries in some cases or, you know, just boundaries that you feel comfortable with. And that's that is something that's really it can be very. It can be very unfortunate because money is not all created. It's not all made like personally made equally, you know? So yeah, that's a really good insight for, I mean, even for, even for ladies that are already doing the work is, you know, if you go home feeling bad about yourself, like it's, you know, was it really worth it? Probably not. So especially in the long run. Um, so that's very interesting. Well, what has dancing taught you? If you had to say something that's really helped teach you, what would it be? Yeah. So Dancing is absolutely amazing for young women because it teaches you the most valuable um, skill in life, and that's sales. Yeah, Everything is sales. Everything in life is sales, whether you believe it or not. And if you can sell, you can do anything. Mm-hmm. And dancing taught me I can talk to anyone. I can sell anything. I can sell anyone. And I can make people like me. And that skill is just it's just such a gift and it's gotten me so far at such a young age. So for That's sure. wonderful. Yeah. That That's was the an best inc- thing I learned. Incredible insight. And, and you saying that, like, I really hope that everyone realizes that they can do it too. I mean, if, even if they're not happy with their physical looks, if they're not happy with who they are, you are never stuck. You can always improve. There's always improvements and sometimes they might feel slow and it might not feel like you're getting anywhere but if you keep doing things to make yourself feel better like you mentioned personal care I think is so important exercising meditating there's way more and more science and stuff coming out now on the powers of meditating and it's completely changed my life doing yoga can help make you feel better in every way like balance and in tenacity and I mean like everything I feel like when you first got in how did you feel about yourself did you find yourself attractive how did you feel about yourself um I mean I've always been big into fitness so I, I was I was overweight I think when I was um freshman in high school going up but towards my senior year I've been working out for a bit I felt really good about myself I was excited to show my body um and I think that and I don't even, I, I think I'm in way better shape now than I was when I was 18 years old, but I thought I was the hottest thing since, I don't know, when Madonna. you were <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I was 18. Like, I, and there would have been girls that are probably tens and I was a solid seven, but in my head, I blew everybody out of the water. 
well, <laughs> thought and, I was just so hot. <laughs> and because of that, it, you probably did. I mean, it sounds like you were a top in, or the top income earner there for, you know, for a while. So it, yeah. again, this goes into like where your mind's at is more important than physical looks. I mean, honestly, it's, I find it so much more important than physical looks. Oh, 100%. And there's girls I've met that are just stunning, drop-dead gorgeous, not a flaw. And they'll leave with nothing. And then my my um average butt was going in there making a lot of money and always making more than them. And it's just because I believed I was great and I was so happy and I thought I was sexy. So you know, your mind is such a powerful thing. And if you have confidence, anything is possible, especially in this industry. Right. Everything. I completely are going to adapt to your confidence. They truly do. That's such a great way to put that. And part of the reason why I I feel like I semi-regularly mention exercising is because if anyone is like depressed or not feeling good about themselves, exercising really helps like chemically eliminate depression and feeling bad about yourself and whatever. So even if you're just doing a little bit of it to start, you'll be building that confidence. I think it's key in some cases in feeling really confident. Yeah, and and anything that makes you happy, right? So exercising is going to release those endorphins. Yoga is absolutely great for a lot of girls. Running, just something. Do something to take care of yourself. Take that hour out of the day to take care of you and make yourself and your body healthier. And it's definitely going to help with your mental health and your shift later for sure. I love that you said take that hour of the day for self care. Do you have a self care routine? Yeah. So, um, right now, you know, when I was younger, I didn't, which is why I had such bad burnout and I kind of crashed and burned um, in the industry towards that first little spurt of dancing but now I actually take care of myself like I'll do Epsom salt baths and I'll make sure I do my weightlifting schedule because weightlifting makes me very happy it makes me feel sexy I'll do that three to four times a a week and I'll do my cardio once a week and even if I don't want to get out of bed and do it I make sure I do those workouts I make sure I do that bath um, and I make sure I take care of myself that's wonderful do you take an, an Epsom salt bath once a week or was it more um, I'm kind of a crackhead now. <laughs> like I'm filling that bathtub up a couple times a week lately. Um, I, I don't know if that's I think bad that's for you, but no, yeah. I highly doubt it. I think it's probably great. Honestly, I have some candles in my bath in my bathroom, and I love to get in there and just listen to music and and yep. take an Epsom salt bath. I think it feels it's oh my god, it's such a great feeling. Oh yeah, it's so good, especially for your muscles and everything you're keeping inside. It just lets it out and gives yeah. your body a break. So that's a big recommendation. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Doing for sure. Um, yeah. I also got a uh, like a body or a bath pillow, like a, a full length bath pillow. Have you ever seen any of those? No. <laughs> oh my god, they're incredible. <laughs> so you're taking full naps in there. That's my yeah. next level. <laughs> yeah, there's like it comes with like a like it's like a bed with a pillow and like it's. I mean, it, it. I don't know if there's anything better. It's truly phenomenal. I have so, to get one of those. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of them. I'll send you a link to the one that I got. It's really great. I think yeah, the pillow on sure. mine might actually be a little bit too big for me, but um, but it might also depend on your bathtub too. So that was at a different house. Now 
the bathtub I have is like more like a jacuzzi tub. So it would actually probably work perfectly here, but I don't have uh, it here with me. But I'll send you a link so you can get an idea because it's it's incredible. Yes, please. Yeah. Let's move into how you um, like why you started your own business and how you started your own business. So first, tell us about your business and then tell us like why and how uh, you picked that one and everything. Yeah, for sure. So um, I sell steel buildings. Um, I own my own company now, which is fairly new. Um, we've been doing very well with smaller buildings, but uh, we're just getting into the big boys, which is very, very cool. But I got into that actually through um, dancing. <laughs> so um, I met this man and uh, I didn't really love him. Uh, I thought he was very arrogant and things like that. And I did other sales jobs before that just because dancing made me very good at sales. But yeah. the income never matched dancing. So I was like, I'm not going to keep doing that. I could just dance. Right. Right. So I met him. I talked to him and he was like, you know, you'd be great at sales at my company. And I thought he was just dream weaving and, you know, talking talk like a lot of customers do. So I, you know, <laughs> led into it and I did something very unwise which I never do anymore but I did give clients my number which you should never do but he did have my number yeah personal number can be difficult because then yeah. like you can't I mean you can block it but they still can find ways to get in touch with you so yeah and it's the mental separation is everything yeah it's absolutely everything if you do not separate work when you're home it's going to kill you you need to cut off the clients cut off the environment and then be yourself and then take care of yourself when you're home and then when you go back into that environment you can welcome it back in um, but obviously I didn't have those boundaries. <laughs> when and, I, I and I do, I a thousand percent agree with you. Letting customers have my phone number made me miserable in a yeah. lot of circumstances. So yeah, I a thousand percent second what you're, what you're saying. So, but I do find it at least very interesting that it was a customer that got you into this. I think that's also kind of key for girls to keep in mind is that you really do never know who you're going to meet at work and to just write them off because they're a customer might not necessarily be the best idea. Yeah, and I and I don't, you know, meet unless, unless that's what you do when you're comfortable with meeting clients outside, and that's um, something you're into. Perfectly fine, but if you do keep that separation, you know, don't go willy nilly meeting people. Like, look into people. But I have met other girls who've had career opportunities doing this. Um, never write it off. It it could change your life, and it could help you enter into a, a different path but yeah he gave me his number he's like listen I would love to have you work for me no funny business yada 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 after that he came in another time same thing he literally just came in to headhunt me again um which people do headhunt salespeople. yeah uh, yeah please come please come work for me come sell <laughs> yeah. come sell steel I'm like all right so I'll go to an interview so I went to the interview um and he obviously I got the job because he wanted me to work there when I was half naked anyways. <laughs> but I went on my first day. Uh, I did the I did something that nobody's ever done in that company before. And I sold two buildings my first week working there. That's and incredible. I was the only woman on the sales floor. And I was top salesperson my first month working there. And I was top salesperson every month ever since. And I was making way more than I was making dancing. And I was on cloud nine and I was selling all these buildings and I felt unstoppable and I took a break from dancing because I was making all that money selling steel but at the end of the day it just wasn't the best fit for me because he had issues 
um, I saw his business crumbling, right? And another thing that dancing gives you, which you wouldn't have before, is you kind of realize that you can do anything. You can talk to anyone. You can do anything. It gives you a lot of power right. if you let it. So I saw his building, his uh, business crumble before me. Like he he wasn't doing things right, and I was like, I could do that better, and I could do that better. And this company is such a gift, and he's ruining it. And instead of which is what I think I would have done if I wasn't ever a dancer, which was like, oh, I'll just quit and, you know, go back to dancing. I thought big. I thought really big. And I said, I can do it. I can start my own steel company. I can do this. I can get in touch with these manufacturers. I can sell these buildings. I am capable and I can do it. And I, I just dreamt really big and I got my LLC and I quit. And now we're here. <laughs> I have my own company doing the same thing. That is incredible. First of all, congratulations and wow. Like I'm so I'm so excited for you. I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. That's Thanks. a wonderful wonderful accomplishment. Was it difficult going into all of that? Like into starting your LLC and into whatever the steps were that you needed to make it happen? Did yeah. you have any help or Oh, uh, no, the comp the company's entirely in my name. Um I have uh, a partner that gets a certain percentage that helps me with all of my marketing um, because I'm great at steel. I don't know to, don't don't know a ton about marketing and marketing is absolutely everything right. um, when you're getting leads and things like that. Do you just pay him based on income or do you pay him a salary and then a percentage of the income or? Yeah, he gets a total percentage of the oh. income. Okay, awesome. And that, yep. and that works out well? Oh yeah, it works out great. Um, because if you want to put it in the club perspective, all those clients are your leads, right? The club right. markets gets those leads so you can make money. If you don't have those leads, you're absolutely nothing and you can't make your money. So right. yeah, it works out well. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So do you, you just kind of, I mean, like, how did you go about setting up your businesses and everything? Like, did you just start researching? How do I set up my own business? And um, So when I made this decision, I... I made this decision in my head about a, two months before I quit. Um, and I don't know if anybody out there has read the 48 laws of power, but yeah. it's a great book. I re really recommend it. I kind of buddied up to my boss and I was very discreet with my intentions and I figured out through him how he grew the company. Wow. Um, and his, who his manufacturers were, what the, who I needed to talk to, um, to get in touch with these manufacturers and be able to work with them to sell my own steel, what he did to get leads, where did he get his leads from, what he, you know, all of that, I kind of gathered information on, um, and the day I left was when he was talking about signing non-competes, and what that is, is all of his salespeople can't start their own companies, and I felt like that's because he knew <laughs> what I was doing. Right. And that's when I walked. I didn't sign in. I walked, but I learned so much from him um, before I did that to start my own company. And then I had a lot of organic leads because I built great relationships with my clients, um, with my phone sales, selling these buildings because I learned how to sell from dancing and I learned how to build relationships and make people like me from dancing. I did the same thing with my steel clients. So they would contact me for building still 
and I would just say, hey, I don't work for that company anymore, but I have my own company. You can buy a building from me if you'd like. And they were like, yeah, we don't care. They didn't ask whose company it was. What? They just thought I was a rep at a different company. They didn't ask any questions. So then I would oh. sell buildings from my personal company to them, which was fantastic. <laughs> so that that I was is... selling buildings without marketing already. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you think great. he knows your old boss? Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's what I figured. I think the worst, I think what really made him dislike me was I tried to headhunt my coworkers. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, there was some guys on the floor that were just really good at sales. And um, what I want is to get some boss bitch strippers to work for me. That's my main goal. (laughs) Because who who are, who's better than sales than us, right? Yeah, I agree Uh, with that. And and it's, I think that that's, a really important so one of the things about getting into dancing is that makes it so hard to get out of dancing I found is that like you said you went into sales doing other things and none of that it ever added up to the same kind of money that you could make doing what you're doing now there are jobs like that that we could get into but nobody knows what they are I mean you happen to stump well somebody came in and found you and then you know you yeah. tried it out and did extremely well so I that's I think that's a great idea and I mean and I I mean if you want you could say the name of your company and girls can go and apply <laughs> if you want it's totally up to you I the only reason I won't say it is because I is my name on it I don't want people to <laughs> Okay, sure. Um, yeah. no, no problem. But if you change your mind, let me know and I'll leave a link to it or something. So because I think that that's a really great idea for you. I mean, not maybe saying it here if that makes you feel uncomfortable at all. But either way, getting dancers is, a, I think, a wonderful, uh, a wonderful idea. I mean, even if you go into strip clubs and find the girls that are clearly selling the best and, you know, ask them, hey, would you like to make a lot more money working for me? I used to be a dancer and now I have my own steel company and I made a bunch of money doing it as a sales rep. I mean, I would imagine anybody would be like, uh, yeah, I'll come go to try. Yeah, you know? for sure. And I find myself doing that now because now I am dancing again um, because it is a fairly new company and I'm trying to build the marketing budget uh, with not for my profit. I'm trying to keep my profit, put it back into the company um, okay. if need be, and then use dancing for um, my marketing to be able to have a good marketing budget and get as many new customers as possible. So I, I have been looking at the highest earners um, where I work and, and I just, I, I think I need to go up to them and just give them my card and be like, Hey, you want to sell steel? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would definitely let them know that, you know, you, you made more money doing that than even dancing and tell them you started your own company with it now, but you really would like some, you know, some badass bitches in there helping you sell and they could make more money than they could dancing. And some of them are probably super ready to get out of dancing if they, you know, if they found something that they could make more money doing. So. Yeah, exactly. Like when I started selling steel as an employee, I was done. Oh, I was so, so done with dancing. I was so beat down. I had no self-care. I was just ready to leave. Um, So that really was my gateway that I was like, oh, I can do something that makes more or equal. Um, And I got to leave, which was great. And then when I went back in, I really did want to go in. I wanted to go back in. I wanted to help grow this company with more capital. So definitely a different mindset than when I left. Yeah, it's funny because the girls that don't want to be there 
are the girls that are going to be uh, lower earners. I didn't make anything when I didn't want to be there. Right. I know exactly what you mean. I've walked away from the industry lots of times because that's kind of where I would, you know, get to. It was like, oh my God, I do not want to be in here. And I'm still pretty good at making money even when I really don't want to be there, but kind of, I feel like I more so do that in spurts instead of like longer term um, going in for six months at a time or something like that. Um, But I also never set a schedule for myself, which I think really hurt me in lots of ways because it was, for me, it was like every single day I could, you know, think I should be at work right now. And then I would drain myself just based on that, which was ridiculous. So, yeah. Yeah. So, well, what, um, what kind of advice would you give to ladies that have, um, what kind of advice would you give to ladies that would like to start their own business? Um, I would say just do it. Just, just do it. Just do what you want to do. And I know you come up with all these whys and you want to sit there and think, but at the end of the day, the only thing that's going to give you momentum and keep you going is action. Just keep on staying in action and doing what you need to do. And don't even think about what could go wrong or, cause that's, what's going to stop you. You're never going to do it. If you just sit there and think, just do the next step to start it, do the next step after that. Um, and as long as you stay in action towards your goal, you can do anything you want and use your money wisely. Like if you are a dancer, think long-term, don't think this is enough to get by. And I know this is something you talked about as well, which is, um, a reason I really liked your podcast you thought a lot like me but don't think that this money is just something that's going to pay my bills now and get me by now think big think of the bigger picture don't just float through life because if you think of what this money could propel me to do like a business how I can invest this money into making my life better making easier income and making more income you're you're going to end up doing it if that's how you are thinking every single day your 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 subconscious is going to take over and that's what you're going to do you're always going to be in action and you're always going to be thinking of ways to use all this money to make your life better and you're just going to apply it instead of just dealing with where you are at now and living in it right and the time goes by to not have anything to show for it is quite depressing so okay so you set a goal right to start your own steel company mm-hmm. and then how did you keep taking action towards these things step by step? I mean, did you have any difficulty with getting organized? Did you just just kind of keep pushing like, okay, I can do this next, I'll try this? Or how did you make progress? Did you know you were doing the right things to make it happen? Was it just kind of winging it and just going? Or, um, Yeah, I'm a really positive person to the point where I'm delusional. I think. <laughs> I think that's great. I think that yeah. that's helpful. <laughs> so I would put myself in these situations that were unrealistic, but they would work out. Like I'd call the manufacturer of these giant steel, these giant steel manufacturers. They don't talk to 23 year old girls that right. want to start a dealership, <laughs> but I was confident and I called them up. I'm like, Hey, I want to start a dealership. Do you want to be a manufacturer? And the conversations were different than that, but they say, they said, yes. And a lot of people wouldn't even make that call. They, right. they they would have so many what ifs in the middle of it. Like, oh, I'm too young. I 
they're going to know I was just an employee for a year and they'll, they're not going to respect me and they're not going to make me a dealership and they're not going to do this. And I just did it. Like, I didn't care. I was just so optimistic. I was like, they're going to say yes. And this is going to work out. And I'm going to sell a building before I launch, which happened. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to sell five buildings before I sell bigger buildings. And that happened. I'm going to do this. And I'm, I was, I just believed it would happen. I was just, I psycho. (laughs) (laughs) If I told people these things out loud, they would just laugh in my face. Right. And that's part of the reason why it's better to not tell people stuff like that beforehand, before it happens because of that kind of thing, I guess. But I have that exact thing in the psychology of selling video. Did you hear that one or see that one? Oh, I heard them all. I, I, I would listen to them and I kind of like I was self-diagnosing when I would listen to your podcast, which was also great. I'm like, oh, she's so right. I'm so optimistic. That's probably why it worked out. Yeah. When I was going through the same thing, I was like, this is why I've been able to make so much money at work is because that's me. I am the just ridiculously optimistic person. Exactly. Yeah. So that's really cool. So you just kept believing it was going to happen and you just kept going for it. And it sounds like you were setting smaller goals along the way. I'm going to sell a building before I launch. I'm going to sell five buildings before a bigger one. And and you just kind of kept setting goals. Did you have any kind of process for attaining those, like writing these things down and then kind of going through a list of things to go for that day? Or what was your process? I'm really curious. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I would love to say I had a process, but the first time I wrote down my goals was listening to your podcast. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's when I started actually writing these things down When was when I heard what you uh, said and how important that was. But I don't, I don't think I really had a process. It was just kind of power through when I spoke to somebody who trained businesses and he said, you just got to give birth. And I thought that sounded so weird, but your business, <laughs> your business, you're pregnant with your business and you just have to keep on pushing and pushing and pushing. And every day I woke up and I mean, I can, I, I don't want to bore people <laughs> with the with business organization. No, like... please, please do. If they don't want to hear it, they can skip it. I want to hear it. <laughs> All right. So organizing your business is so important, which is something um, uh, my partner helps with that's mainly in the marketing. There's things like Asana where you set your tasks for your business and the timeline for those tasks and you mark those off. And that if you have those tasks in Asana or anywhere, they're going to haunt you and you're going to get them done because you have to accomplish them to launch and do certain things. Um, call certain people and get things done. So definitely the task reminders are very important. But just having everything you have to do. Also brain dumps. Brain dumps are so important. So I found myself, there's when you start a business, there's so much you have to get done. And I understand, like start the LLC, talk to manufacturers, hire people out, set up tax thing. It's it's a lot and it's overwhelming. But if you just get everything out of your brain in an app, or on paper, or however you want to organize it, just dump it. It's called a brain dump. Get it down. At least it's out of your mind, and it's it's somewhere else physical, so you can shift through it and get everything done. Did you put it on paper, or did you put it in an app, or both? Or Yeah, I, I put it in an app mostly, um, and a calendar. So I wish somebody like slapped me in the face and told me when I was 18 years old, you need to keep a calendar, and I know that a calendar doesn't seem that important to people. But if it's not in a calendar, it doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> you, 
you need to have integrity and keep your appointments and keep your calendar and keep your life organized because then you're just going to spiral and it's going to become overwhelming. So definitely keep a calendar with everything you have to do every day, even your self-care, put your self-care in that too. So yeah. points you have to do to start your business, your self-care routine before you have to go into your dancing shifts, put your quota in there, how much you need to make in your quota for dancing. So you can use this much for bills and this much to grow your business and this much for fun and, you know, put it all in there, organize your entire life. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do right now is organize my entire life. So that's part of the reason why I'm so curious about this. Does, is your calendar a physical calendar or is it also an app? It's also an app. It's just a Google calendar. Okay. Um, yeah. And it helps me stay integrity and integrity with myself. Um, I think integrity is everything in life and everyone who I've met or I've listened to podcasts to who are successful have integrity. So integrity with yourself is very important. So when you promise yourself, you're going to do something, you do it. When you promise somebody else, you're going to do something, you do it. And that's everything. So calendars, I know they seem kind of superficial, but at the end of the day, a calendar keeps you within integrity. And when you're within integrity, the sky's the limit. (laughs) So that's why I recommend those for sure. That's beautiful. What other apps would you recommend? So you use Asana for getting tasks done. Mm -hmm. Um, Any other ones for that? And then I'm also curious about what you used for your app, if it was an app for your brain dump. Yep. So yep. Asana just for the organization of my business, Google calendar for my calendars, any calendar that sets up with your email is great because then if a client or someone you're dealing with sets an appointment with you, you can just have it integrate right into your calendar and it becomes very easy to stay organized. Brain dumps were just done on my notes on my phone. Um, I wouldn't recommend that though. I kind of like, like, I like how Asana, when you complete a task, a little unicorn flies across the screen <laughs> like I okay. like to be affirmed which is yeah. probably why I love dancing I love positive affirmation I love doing the bare minimum and having someone tell me I'm wonderful and beautiful right <laughs> so in Asana when I would get something done and I'd have my unicorn fly and tell me I was great I'm like oh this is fantastic I want to get more stuff done that's hilarious so if that's how your brain works um Asana's a good one so you can um, use that for your brain dump as well yeah, yeah, you can use that for your brain dump and then just dump everything you have to do. And then when you complete it, you get your little reward. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know about that. That's very, that's, I'm sure it's a great idea. Probably, apparently it works. So yeah, it's it's definitely helpful for sure. You know, that's interesting that you say that. I, um, I've heard for keeping yourself on track and making things happen you, you need to reward yourself at the end. And obviously the self, self-care of the baths and stuff, that's a great way to reward yourself. But truly, if the unicorn going across the screen, like if that gives you an endorphin rush, if that makes you happy, <laughs> I, that would technically be considered a reward. So that's a great idea on their part. I wonder, I wonder how long they've had that in there for. That's a great idea. Yeah. And I think it works well with my brain. I think that's with like how a lot of dancer brains work right? Because whatever we do, we get affirmed for during our shift. So we're people that kind of are wired to get rewarded and affirmed, whether it's money, compliment, something, right? doing something. Immediately. It's not like this, you know, kind of delayed thing. It's like you do good and you get rewarded immediately. So exactly, exactly. Or you exist or you get on the floor and 
you get told you're pretty, you get rewarded for doing your makeup for whatever, working out immediately, right? When you get on the floor, you uh, get those affirmations. So it kind of wires our brain, especially since I was in the industry for five years and still am. Um, Definitely, I think my brain was rewired to need affirmation. So something has to reward me, uh, which is why I don't think I could do anything that wasn't sales. I couldn't just run a company. I would have to run a steel company where I sell a building and get rewarded with money. If I don't see that reward coming in that sell, um, I get bored. That's a very interesting point. That's a really interesting point because I've wondered about myself why I have such a hard time with delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure you just explained that. Oh, yeah. Because You're conditioned. We're, yeah, we've been conditioned to just get rewarded immediately. And and why wouldn't we want that, right? That's better than delayed gratification, isn't it? It's like Exactly. So we, we don't so have to, patience. <laughs> right. So to find ways that, that 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 to make that work for you, to make it happen that you whatever you do, you do get rewarded immediately. That's great. I mean, yeah, thinking about the idea of working for somebody else and getting a paycheck like every other week is like, how could anyone do that? Like that just sounds so counterintuitive to me. It sounds such like such a bad idea. And it's I'm sure that, you know, getting rewarded in cash immediately after completing my service, that's really, really wired me to, okay, yeah, this makes a lot more sense than waiting for a paycheck. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I like to tell a lot of people, like I've had friends come to me upset that I've tried to get out of the industry and they can't understand why I I can't stay with any other job and I can't just get a paycheck and I'm so lazy. And it's, you're Mm. not lazy. You just need effort-based income. You are wired for effort-based income. And that doesn't mean you're lazy and you can't have a normal job. It just means that you are wired to make more people more money than other people. Yeah. Because with effort-based income, there's usually no cap. Right. And that's what you like. The amount of effort I put in reflects the amount of money I make and how successful I am and how comfortable I am financially. And I think that more people should be wired that way. Oh my God, me too. And I think that, you know, if more people understood that it was possible for them, more people would probably give it a try. But, you know, going to think about getting a sales job, I don't think a lot of girls, I don't think most probably, I mean, I don't think I even thought about it. When you go into a strip club, you don't realize you're signing up for a sales job. And then you just kind of figure it out. And I think that, and, you know, the idea of applying for a sales job I just think most people would pass on that because they're like, well, I don't know how to sell. Well, most people getting into stripping don't know how to sell either, but then they just figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't think that these dancers are realizing, especially the ones who have been in the industry for a few years, they were in sales training. Right, exactly. You are in sales training. You are able to sell anything. And it was so weird because when I went into that that steel job as an employee and I just started selling buildings, everyone was looking at me like I had, you know, a horn on a my uni- head. Like, a unicorn horn. <laughs> how are you doing this? How are you selling so much steel? These are huge deals. A building is sometimes 80K, you know, the crazy right. amounts of money. And I was just calling these people up asking for the money and everybody was so amazed and it's like I just felt like they were a customer in my club like are you gonna pay or not what's going right on? <laughs> exactly yeah I love that that's such a that's such a great thing yeah that's such an I mean you know at work 
it's like, of course this person's gonna pay. They're they're in here. You know, why like why would they come in here and not want to get a dance with me? Like, of course they're going to. Exactly. So going about that in any type of sales job, I feel like is probably did did customers call you or did you call them it um in your sale company? So it was a about it was kind of a boiler room. Like imagine Wolf of Wall Street, just a bunch of dudes hitting the phone. So I oh. there was inbound calls for sure. We had a lot of inbound calls. Um, but it was a lot of outbound, outbound calls. And thankfully with steel, it's mostly hot leads, people that want buildings. So we didn't get any cold calls that I was doing, but you know, I would call a hundred people a day sometimes and close only two that week. <clears throat> but I would imagine the commission check on that was massive. Oh yeah, absolutely massive. Absolutely. And enough for me not to go into clubs. <laughs> right. <laughs> sure. Um, but and yeah. I would imagine that would be, I mean, oh, that's an interesting thing to wonder about how, like, how many, you know, if you, like, if you knew your average of times that you asked a customer at work, um, like in the club for a dance, right? Like to figure out the average, the cost average per, instead of calling a hundred people and getting two, how many customers in the club would you have to go through to make the same amount of money as you did from, you know, calling all those people? Like, I don't know, I would be very curious to, to see how that kind of balances itself out. Cause you don't have to go into uh, you don't have to go into a club and you know and that, I mean that job is it can be pretty uh, it can be pretty exhausting right if you're not taking care of yourself and um, and not going about doing it right and everything so I don't know what the mental work is um, when it comes to calling a hundred people though and getting turned down like I don't know what that does in terms of like feeling physically draining or mentally draining or whatever. So I'm just kind of talking out loud here. I find that to be really interesting to wonder. Yeah. And I don't think that it was any less or more draining than dancing. Wow. Because I would be like, you know, sometimes the last person to leave. Um, and then I could make, I mean, it's, it was more instant gratification with dancing. Um, but I, at the end of the day, did make more selling buildings. Um, than I did ever dancing. That's great. Yeah, um, but the mental work was <laughs> it was pretty intense, for sure. Um, but what I will say, and I would like to touch on, is the reason I was so successful in sales outside of dancing was I was that girl that when you told me no, I went back five times. Ah, love <laughs> and it. I was that steel person that when you told me you didn't want the building right now, I would still call you every day that week. And by Friday, you were worn down and you bought it. <laughs> from Seriously, me. every day you called back every day. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, I know you said you didn't want that 40 by 60. But I just want to let you know that if you took it today, it would take a 1000 off for you. And then, uh, like, no, ma'am, I don't want it. Like, you don't have to call again. And that's what one guy literally told me, which was the biggest commission I ever got. It was a huge building. He was so rude to me because I was a female and he kept on calling me sweetheart. And he's like, I don't want the building. I already told you, don't call me again. And I called him that Friday for the fourth time. And I said, this is my last call to you. Okay. I'll take $5,000 off the building, which was coming out of like most of my income. <laughs> like, right. I was just just trying to fling it fling something out there which is like when you go up to a customer and it's the fifth time and it's the end of the night and you're like hey let's just go like what do you have to lose you're drunk right. let's just go have fun like same mindset right you just don't give up 
like I know you don't like me but no one else is here anymore (laughs) (laughs) so I just went into that wing it and he finally was like screw it I'll wire the money today for the building (laughs) which is fascinating oh that's awesome just be resilient and just don't don't get um same thing with dancing the girls who don't hear no and don't get worn down by no and create this entire universe around the no are going to be most successful right some girls hear no and they see the reality he just said no that's the reality this guy just said no but then some girls hear no and they're like oh he doesn't like that i'm hispanic he doesn't like that i have a big butt or i don't have a big butt he is like this but you created that entire world he could just not be ready yet exactly so I just took the no to face value with steel, like I did with dancing. And I was extremely successful because of that. That's incredible. I love that you just said that. What a incredibly beautiful insight. I used to, when I first started dancing, it for myself, it was at the beginning, like if somebody said no, it was like an ego thing. Okay, well, I'm not going back to him then, you know, like I'll just keep talking to other people. And after a while, I realized like, Maybe it is just timing, you know, maybe they weren't, maybe they weren't ready yet. Maybe they, maybe they do like me and, and I just started to make that my reality. It was a, okay, well, let's try again a little bit later and see what happens, you know, and not acting like, not thinking or feeling like he was going to say no, but this time he's going to say yes. And that, it does, it works. And I love that you said that about like, it could be, you know, girls thinking that it's about the way that they look or whatever when it really is quite possibly just timing. Yeah, never, don't read into anything. Yeah. Because, you know, as human beings, we just create a world around absolutely everything. That's our nature. Everything has to have meaning and we add meaning to every interaction. If you can shut that off, which takes practice. Yeah. And even I struggle with sometimes. You are going to be great in sales. You're going to be great with dancing and you're going to be great in life. If you just take away all that meaning and just take things for how they are, the right. possibilities are endless, especially for dancing. Cause you're just going to go up to everyone eight times and make a bunch of money. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and to just leave your ego out of it. If you, if it's like, you know, cause it might, it, it probably doesn't have anything to do with physical looks. And even if it does, they'll still probably say yes eventually. I mean, I've had lots of customers that have told me, they're like, you know, you're not actually physically my type at all, but you know, but I like you and I want to come with you. And it's like, perfect okay it works for me yeah personality is everything haven't you been in a date with a guy that isn't your type physically but he just is so funny or smart yes and then that you know turns you on like personality is everything and so many girls get caught up like I can't go over to old guys because I'm not a skinny white girl or I can't go over this to this rowdy group because my butt's small go up to everybody if they like your vibe they're gonna that give you money one way or another exactly and saying all that stuff I can't go up to rowdy guys because of you know whatever like that's there it is again that that meaning thing we're making up meanings for other people that when we have no idea if we're right or not but in our heads it seems so real but it's probably not oh yeah meaning ruins ruins life if you give yeah. life meaning it's gonna ruin it life is meaningless that's how you need to walk through life. And that sounds messed up. And when I first heard that um, from a group I did, 
uh, I said, I was like, what? Life has no meaning. That's horrible. Life has meaning. Life is not meaningless. No, life is meaningless. <laughs> Absolutely meaningless. It means nothing. I know exactly what you mean. I, I, I feel that. I, and until you give it a meaning for yourself, and even if that's like, just keep going. Like what, you know, what all can I do with this meaningless life? What, how can I make it mean something at least to myself? What can I do with myself or with the world around me to at least be happy? Yeah, it opens up a world of possibilities when you have a clean slate like that and nothing ever mattered and nothing will matter. Oh, you can do anything. I agree. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. It, it does. It gives more of a well, why not just try it? Why not go for it kind of attitude and feeling because it doesn't matter either way. Exactly. That's wonderful. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate talking to you. I really appreciate all of your insights and and your your beautiful personality and mind. That was really that was really refreshing for me to talk to somebody that's really doing something with with the money that they're making and are creating something out of it and I mean how you got there is great super great I mean started off working for somebody you met at the club and then <laughs> now like created his business outside of his business with your own like it's an that's an that's an incredible story I'm really 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 glad that we had this conversation yeah and thank you so much please keep doing what you're doing because Oh, you're just uh, a light. You really are. <laughs> I have to I say, really... I was so refreshed. I was like, thank God she's talking to girls in the industry and having them see themselves better and see the world differently and use this money to elevate themselves because we need more of that for sure. I really appreciate that. It's been like, you know, I've kind of struggled with the idea of wanting to continue um with anything with this channel until about last month and oddly you know and I hadn't put content out in a while and oddly I started to get messages like yours not not with girls telling me that they had started their own business but with girls being like I just found your channel and I love it and it's really helped me change my life and my mind and stuff and it was like Wow, that's really interesting. I just decided I really want to grow this channel as much as I can. Then I start getting messages like this that I'm like, wow, okay. It just feels like uh, it feels right. It feels right. So, and this was a wonderful episode that I'm really looking forward to getting feedback on from girls and hearing like how it can help them and everything. So thank you so much for this. No problem. You have a great night. Thank you again. It was wonderful talking to you. If you got value out of this interview, please leave a five-star review. It would mean an awful lot to myself and because it helps me keep coming back with more useful information for our community. Plus, it makes me want to reach out to more people and to ask them if they would like to be interviewed. If you could comment on the episode itself if you haven't already left a review, that would be wonderful as well. If you'd like to get on the Strategic Stripping mailing list, go to strategicstripping.com to sign up for the monthly stripper e-zine. Thanks for listening. Remember to focus on what you want, believe in it as if it's already real, and know that riches of every kind begin as a state of mind. Stay positive. Ciao.